Welcome to It's All Fine and Dangy, where we talk about community, culture, and all of the big and little things that make life good. Here are your hosts, Dan and Angie. Hi, guys, and welcome to episode 103 of the It's All Fine and Dangy podcast. Thank you so much for joining us this evening. No, it's morning time when we're recording, so it is maybe evening when you're listening, but anyway, thanks for tuning in. We have a special guest in our studio today. We always love when we have people come and join us in the studio because yes. we love to show it off. Finally. Finally, yes. we're starting to have, we're being careful, we're doing protocols and all that, but we're finally starting to have people back in the studio, which is so nice. It's and, It's been cool meeting yeah. virtually, but it's just not the same, not the same, so. And we're excited because we, as we've said in the past couple of weeks, we're, we're putting together the, the little studio lounge, so we're going to have a little more loungy area pretty soon, so we're super excited for that. Yes. Yay! But we have Erica Schneider with us today, and Erica runs a very close to her heart nonprofit here locally, and it's called Aiden's Army, and what they're doing is to help raise awareness for pediatric cancer. Thank you for coming this Sunday morning, Erica. How are you today? I'm good. Thank you guys for having me. You are welcome. We we love to help support our local nonprofits. So Indeed. when I heard you had one, I'm like, mm-hmm, yep, got to have her on the show. <laughs> of course. So it's been very nice to meet you. Of course, we chatted a little bit before the show started. Um, but the first thing we like to do on the show for our listeners and now viewers is to find out a little bit more about our guests personally. So as much as you'd like to share or as little as you'd like to share, but tell us a little bit about yourself. Okay, well, um, I run Aiden's Army. Um, I started it because I had a child pass away from neuroblastoma. Um, I do also have another son, Spencer, um, and I am a single mom. Uh, my son Spencer is currently two years old. Oh, busy, uh, busy time. Yes, very <laughs> much so. Um, and he's currently going through that lovely, uh, terrible two stage. Oh, so. yes. Yeah, we just talked That's, about that. The tantrums. Yes, great fun. <laughs> um, Those come back in the teenage years. Just oh, <laughs> something I look forward to. <laughs> um, I don't really know what else to say. Yeah, oh, no, that's great. <laughs> yeah, that's yeah. good. Are you from uh, Florida? Um, I'm originally from Western New York. So oh, we moved very down nice. here about six years ago. Um, actually, when Aiden was diagnosed with cancer, right. we moved down here for his treatments. Yeah. Oh, I was going to ask what brought you to Florida, but it was actually treatments down here in Florida that did. Yes. Oh, okay. Yeah. How do you like it in Florida uh, compared? <laughs> I love the weather much better. Oh, do you? Yes. <laughs> I, we hear that a lot for sure. We're kind of on the flip side where we've been here most, if not all of our lives, and we're starting to consider just a few states up, maybe just a little bit cooler, but not New York cold, no way. Yeah, no, I don't miss the snow at all. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I'm I'm kind of like you. I grew up in Michigan. I consider myself a native Floridian because I do love the sunshine so much, but I am starting to get a little overheated from it. So Dan wants to move me to North Carolina. Yes. <laughs> Which now I'm like, okay, maybe I'm okay with that. It's a, it's a good compromise. I, I think. think so. You there's got there's the, some nice warm summers still, yeah. you know. And, and you get not, you know, freezing cold like yeah. up north though, because that's disgustingness and, to me. You know, and, no seven feet of snow. Yeah. No, and I will like tell that. you, there's sort of a romanticized thing, I think, for those of us that are like, I was born here in Florida 
and I see those pictures and videos. And I'm like, oh my gosh, Christmas is probably so amazing. And everyone I talk to is like, yeah, no. No, the no. pictures are wonderful yeah. to look at. Just put it on your window, like get a big blow up yes. of the outside of the snow and put it on your window. There that's you go. That's about the only time snow is good. Yeah. Yeah. Christmas. Christmas. Yeah, that's yeah. it. <laughs> but, you know, friends that have lived there or still do will tell me, you know, you see the pictures and videos, but you don't see the brown sludge that is like half dirt <laughs> exactly. half everywhere. You don't have to drive through right. it. Yeah. Exactly. Oh, I'd be terrified to drive through it. No. So, so when was Aiden's Army started? Um, as a nonprofit, it started in January of 2016, uh, but technically it kind of started before, right after he was diagnosed, uh, right. just as a Facebook page and a way to keep our friends and family updated as to what Aiden was going through in his journey. Right. Wow. So you've had this in place for a long time. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, I do see, uh, we've, we have a friend whose son also was diagnosed um, with neuroblastoma. We had never heard about it before. Yeah. We um, had talked to Elena about it. Yeah. Um, so I do know that a lot of people start the Facebooks um, pages for that, for the, you know, support and just because people want to know what's going on and it's hard, you know, you're not going to call everybody every day. Right. What kind of support did you, um, did you receive from having that Facebook page? Because... I know a lot of people, you know, encouragement, information, like what did it do for you as far as when you were going through this with Aiden? Oh, it was, it was definitely a godsend to have that. It was so nice to have everybody reach out, even people that you hadn't really talked to in years, Mm -hmm. Uh, people from high school that I hadn't talked to in like almost 10 years reached out and were just like, oh, we're here if you need us, you know, let us know what we can do for you. People started meal trains um, and they were able to do that through the Facebook group. Um, They reached out. People that live near the hospital where we were first started having Mm -hmm. our treatment offered to come and sit with Aiden and let me go just take a shower yeah um, just little things like that yeah. um people and, who had done similar things um not necessarily cancer with kids but other illnesses yeah they would offer some advice for being in the hospital for long periods of time oh see I love that and I think that truly when people see that you are going through such a hardship they want to help and and they really mean it when they say hey let me know if you need anything but sometimes they they also just need to take the action because most people aren't going to say, yeah, I need this or that. So like you said, they started like the the meal train where that's where people are providing you guys some meals and cooking for you and um, probably bringing them to you and, and stuff like that, right? Right, yeah. That's and it awesome. was hard because we were in the hospital. Like yeah. that first month, almost month, entire month, we didn't leave the hospital bedroom. It was just Spencer and I, or Aiden mm. and I. So. Yes. Aiden and I just... You probably do that a lot, I though. do. That's they're, what all, they're very similar. But that's what all moms do. Yeah. If you have four children, they're all going to be the same name at some time. Yeah, we spent that entire month in the hospital room. Um, mm. And they were nice enough that they let me sit in the bed with him because he would not go in a crib. Um, oh, wow. So we just stayed in that bed. Wow. Did you find other parents through the uh, through the Facebook page? Um, not at first, not when we were up in Buffalo. Right. Um, I did when we moved down to Florida. Um, not a lot that had kids the same age. Yeah. Um, but we did connect with a large group of parents who had kids with cancer. Um, I actually became a part of a group called 46 Mamas. Um, and I've been a part of them for quite some time. Um, 
I've actually shaved my head with them twice um, and raised money for cancer. Oh, wow. Um, I've raised money with them a couple of years um, and we raise money for St. Baldrick's and they do research for pediatric cancer. What was that again? St. Saint- St. Baldrick's. Okay. It, and where is that located? Is that in New York? You know, I'm not really sure where they operate out of. Okay, we'll find um, that information but out. But yeah, yeah, they raise money for pediatric cancer research. Awesome. Um, and the 46 Mamas has raised over $2 million for them <gasps> Oh, so that's far. amazing. So, so events like shaving your head or yeah. just fundraisers that they're doing locally. Yeah. Oh, that's amazing. Yeah, so it's a really great group of women and um some of their kids even participate um the one year i shaved with one of the girls and it was just great oh that yeah that is heartwarming i mean that's a that's a that's a big thing that's a bold step yeah Yeah, it it is is. but it's um i mean for going for a good cause oh indeed definitely i have to ask is it is it 46 mamas that started the thing 46 moms that started it um, 46 represents the number of kids that are diagnosed with cancer um, every day. Oh, oh my wow. gosh. Yeah. Wow. I think yeah. we may have talked about some yeah, of these stats with Elena, but somewhere. you know, when you hear it again, that's just yeah, insane. It's, it's too much, right? It's too much. It that's, yeah. that's in the, that we'll go, we'll get into the funding and you know, like the percentages and stuff in a little bit, but I wanted so everybody listening, we've mentioned neuroblastoma, but most people are probably like, what is that? So can you give us a little description of what that is? So neuroblastoma is just one of the many cancers that uh, specifically kids can get. Mm-hmm. Um, it is one of the more rare cancers, and it's usually uh, diagnosed in kids five and under. Um, some kids are actually born with it. and diagnosed in utero if they yes. are born with it. They actually think that that's what Aiden had was that it was in utero where he developed it. Um, It is one of the more deadly cancers Mm -hmm. with a, in general, risk of about survival of about 33%. Wow. Wow. Yeah. We, we did learn that before too. It's just, it's kind of mind blowing to know that a baby could be born with it. And we don't think of that, you know, kids are so, yeah, they're just, you know, just babies, just a baby. You know what I mean? And to know that they've been, born with it and have been living with it and a lot of the times you don't even know until you you know something is just a little off can you tell us how you discovered it in Aiden right well neuroblastoma is generally started in the adrenal glands um one of the first signs that I saw was his side uh started swelling a little bit it kind of at first just looked like he was pretty bloated. Yeah. Um, so I started taking him to the doctor just for that. Um, then he had a lot of unexplained fevers. So I, mm. again, took him to the doctor. Of just yeah. wanting to find out what was wrong. Yeah. Every time I took him to the doctor, they had some reason to say, hey, it's just a flu or, you know, he's just bloated because you switched from formula to milk or yeah. it's a lactose intolerance. So we tried like soy milk. At one point, it was scarlet fever. Oh. You know, it was always something. Yeah. Um, when he was learning to crawl, he would only use one arm. So it kind of looked like an army crawl almost. It was always something. Mm-hmm. Um, finally, his side looked so distended and so swollen. I took him to an urgent care. Um, actually, it was at my mom's insistence. Mm-hmm. She was like, listen, I know you have a doctor's appointment coming up tomorrow, but don't wait. Don't wait. Yeah. Okay. You, you just need, yeah. you need to do something. And I was like, yeah, you're right. The doctor's not doing anything. We, yeah, we need to do something. So I took him to the urgent care. Um, 
And they're like, yeah, something's definitely wrong. Um, I can't tell you exactly what, but you need to take him to an ER. Okay. So that night we took him to the ER. They did scans. And I remember the nurse coming back telling us something she probably shouldn't have. She was like, this is definitely cancer. (gasps) Oh, yeah. Yeah. Probably probably she shouldn't have said that. Yeah, um, you know what? I know it's not following protocol, but, but I like when they're honest like that. Yeah, yeah because you, know? you want some kind of answer. You don't yeah. want to say, well, let's but after send you months, here. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. After months of being told it was this and that and the other thing, it was nice to finally have somebody say, yeah. listen, yeah, this is what's answer. going on. Oh. Yeah. I, I mean, I hate to say that it gave you relief, but it gave you like, I knew something was, you know, right. I knew something wasn't right. And you didn't want to be right about that, but it's like just a sense of relief is what I would think just to know that you're not just taking your kid in for everything. You know what I mean? Yeah. That's how I would feel anyway. Yeah. And also I wonder, you know, I know that doctors are, are largely or mostly doing the best they can with all that, but have you seen that? Have you heard or, or have you guys discussed that process? Cause it seems like that's something that needs to change for sure. Yeah, I it think definitely so. is. Um, there have been a lot of acts passed recently in Congress. Um, I've actually gone to DC a couple of times oh, wow. uh, with the 46 mamas yeah. um, and on my own to advocate for that. Yeah. Um, there's things like the star act and the race act um, mm. that are focused on trying to get more in place for doctors to recognize the symptoms of yeah cancer um, in ch- children, um, which can probably vary so it does, much as well because there are so many different types of cancer yeah. Um, yeah and so many different subtypes within them. Sure, yeah. and I know there's probably parents mm. that bring their kids to the ER for every little thing because they're just a nervous wreck and it's nothing, so they have to be able to you know, traverse those kinds of situations so that you're not sending your kid home with, you know, meds or sending him to the hospital because he's got a normal fever, but there's got to be some leeway in between. I'm assuming that's what these acts are addressing. I think with the pediatricians, it probably starts at that level. Like if you're seeing a, if a parent is bringing a child in over and over again, we got to listen to the the parents' instincts, and you shouldn't. I, I would think you don't. You shouldn't need to bring them in over and over because you're doing yep. all the right things. That's true, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, and that's part of what the acts are for. It's also getting more funding for research, mm-hmm. yeah, um, and sharing the research um, in a broader sense. Yes, so yeah. that it's not just certain hospitals that get the f- research and funding. It's mm. all the hospitals. Yeah, oh yeah, that's hugely important. Yeah, because. You know, that is one of the things that um, can really take a toll on families as well as what we've learned is that a lot of times you have to travel very long distances to get to the hospital that has that research, you know, has absolutely has the technology available to be able to treat the children. Absolutely. And and that's what um, the research is for, Yeah, you know, and the funding is for. Can, right. can you. Um, um, oh, I'm sorry. Go ahead. No, I'll no. Say, no, I'm going to save my question. Okay. So I, I know Aiden's Army helps to raise awareness for pediatric cancer. And, you know, I know that roughly 4% of cancer funding goes actually towards pediatric cancer. Um, can you tell us a little bit about the importance of raising awareness for that? Sure. Um, 
the most important part about getting money for pediatric cancer is going to be raising your awareness. Mm-hmm. One is that a lot of people don't realize that kids can get cancer. They don't see that kids are even getting cancer unless yeah. they see like a St. Jude commercial or something like or that. Or they have yeah. a personal experience. Or they have a personal yeah. experience. And it's something exactly. we learned from Elena because I will tell you in my life, I never really thought about it. You know, it's one of those things that we need to teach people to think about even if you've never personally experienced it or seen the commercial, right? Exactly. Exactly. So if you're not seeing it, you don't know it's out there. You don't know that we need help for our kids. Yes. Mm -hmm. The second piece is that the kids can't speak up for themselves in most cases. They're too young. They don't know enough to help. Um, Every year, well, with the exception of this COVID. Yeah. Yeah. It's crazy uh, year. Uh There's this thing called CureFest in D.C. Um, I have been able to go to many of them Mm -hmm. over the past couple of years and there are kids who are a little older um, and some siblings of cancer survivors and people who have passed from cancer Mm -hmm. who speak and advocate Um, and it's pretty amazing to watch them do this yeah but they want to be involved they want to become uh, researchers for kids cancer they want to advocate for their siblings they want to advocate for other kids with cancer yeah they want to help raise yeah. more awareness raise more money uh they know firsthand why all these kids need yeah. more help. and i and i would think yeah, yeah hearing the stories because i think a lot of times we forget about that too the okay the child with cancer then you have the parents but i think the siblings get I, I can't even imagine what they're going through because the parents, your energy is on your child that, right. that has the disease, right. right? So the siblings are watching this and it's, you've got to try to explain to them. And so to, 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 I can't even imagine to hear one of those children talk that's maybe a little older and can express what they experienced and losing their, and, you know. And will probably or, continue to experience it the rest of their lives yeah, because of it, yeah. yeah. So to know that those kids... Excuse me. Those children may be the ones that help cure cancer in the future. Is amazing. Right. You know. I also want to say that just you know people like that, people like yourself. There, there's, you know, everyone is on their own journey, and everyone responds to unspeakable tragedy in a different way. But I, I guess for me, it, there's something about the people that say, "Oh, you know, this horrible thing happened in my life, and then I just go back to living my life the way I did." Versus I want to do something mm-hmm. because this, there's got to be a better way for this kind of situation to be addressed. There's got to be more progress to be made. So I think it's, um, you know, it's commendable that you're so involved now and you've, it's sort of, you know, you're on a mission versus some people that may go through such a tragedy and just, you know, keep on living their lives and hope other people are going to take care of it. Well, thank you. Yeah. It was kind of one of the last things I told Aiden that I would do like as Mm. he was in the hospital that last night I told him that I would not give up trying to help other kids like him that's amazing that is amazing I I mean that's a hard thing to say you know I mean I'm I'm trying to (laughs) but (laughs) you know take a breather let's take a breather it's a hard conversation we're having you know what I mean but it's it's so important that, you know, especially I like that we shared like some of the um, symptoms that you noticed and stuff, because I feel like people need to hear that. Yeah, you know don't what ignore I mean? it. Don't it. You know, I, I made the comment about yeah. the parent because I was like a helicopter parent worried about every fever and 
putting the kids in a cold bath and when they don't need to be and all these ridiculous things because I was just overly worried. So that I, I feel like I don't want dis- to discourage parents from noticing those signs because, yeah. I, you know, I guess worst case scenario, it's nothing. Yeah, right. Um, well, and I was the opposite type yeah. of parent. So there can, you know, I think there has to be the balance. I was like, if I would have saw my kid crawling on like that, I'd be like, Oh, look at him, huh? Or, oh, he scanned his name. But a big, you know what I right. mean? So well, I was very dismissive. Was like, yeah. Oh, it's so cute. Look at yeah. how he's crawling. Yeah. Yeah. It was only in, later on, we were like, oh, yeah, that's why he was crawling. He had a tumor in his arm as well. And that's uh, why he had a hard yeah. time walking. He had one in his leg as yeah. well. But kids are so resilient. That's the thing. It's, you know, their pain tolerance is higher and they just adapt, you know, and that's why... You see the, you know, you see kids going through the treatment and stuff and yeah, they're sick and everything, but like you've talked about on your website, he was still found, he was still happy, right? Like describe his personality. Like you said, he He was was still one of the happiest little guys. (laughs) And that's just because we as adults, if we were going through that, we'd be complaining. You know what I mean? So it's a blessing and a curse though, because like you said, kids that are too young can't, you know, we would say, Hey, look, something doesn't feel right. You got to get me somewhere. And you know, kids that age can't do that. They, for all they know, they can't tell you anything's wrong. Right. So I think it's important for parents to know what signs to look for. And I guess that's part of the awareness. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I I love that. Yeah. Um, So besides, I know raising awareness is the most important thing, but you have some other missions that you do through the nonprofit. So can you tell us about that a little bit? Sure. So our major mission is to send out care packages to Mm -hmm. kids two and under who are in the hospital with cancer mostly, um, but also long-term illnesses that are going to keep them in the hospital for long periods of time. Most are tend to be blood related because they're going to keep them in there for uh, several months at a time. Yeah. Um, when Aiden was in the hospital, he did receive several care packages from different organizations, but they tended to be geared towards kids who were older. So there wasn't Mm -hmm. a lot that focused on him. Gotcha. Wasn't a lot of things he could use. Yeah. Uh, so our care packages are things that he found comforting. Things like a wubbanub, which is a little pacifier with the animal yes, on it. Yes, okay. Um, a lullaby pet from Fisher-Price. It's called a snugga puppy. Okay. So it's a little puppy dog, and it vibrates and plays music. Oh, so neat. Yeah. He used to put it right on his uh, abdomen, where his tumor was, and it would kind of vibrate and just Soothe comfort him. Maybe make yeah. him feel oh, okay. better right there, yeah. Um, a thing of puffs. Some balloons, bubbles, just what are little puffs? things. Uh, Gerber puffs. They're just little oh, snacks. Okay. I, oh, okay. Yeah. Oh, I remember My those. kids are 26 and 22. Yeah. I forget these things. Yeah, but I remember those things. Yeah. They're, they're kind of like Fruit Loops for little kids. Yeah, yeah. yeah. snack. Yeah. They're just little belty yeah. things that yeah. go in there. And then little things that people donate. Like yeah. sometimes we had pillowcases. Mm. Um, we just had a bunch of handmade masks that people made for little kids. Yeah. So we had some of those that went... Oh, cool. Just little things. That is um, amazing. I love that you're including stuff that kept Aiden comfortable because yeah. that's keeping just the memory of him and kind of your promise that you made to him. Yeah. You know, just continuing that with yeah. helping other kids his age. So I'd are, like that. Are there specific hospitals you work with for this? There are, um, but we also will do it anywhere in the U.S. So we currently partner with uh, three hospitals, one in Arizona. One oh, wow. in oh, wow. uh, Ohio and one right here in Orlando. Oh, wow. Um, okay. We were partnered with one up in New York, but they 
remodeled and underwent a change. Uh, right. So we're working on getting back with them. We okay. just have to wait for the, the all the remodeling and yeah. everything to how, be done. How does that work? I'm just curious. Do you contact the hospitals and tell them about your organization and what it does? And is it just like a cold call to the hospital administration staff? or With the hospital in New York and here in Orlando, they yep. were both where Aiden was treated. Oh, okay. Uh, the one in Arizona and Ohio, they both contacted us. Oh, nice. Mm, nice. Um, yeah. So you're getting the just, word out for sure. Yes. And it was just a social worker who contacted us. Um, at the moment, it's just kind of been word of mouth. Yeah. Um, and it's just based on how much we can handle right yeah, now. Yeah, I would imagine because if you had, I started to ask, is the intention to grow? But you'd have to keep growing people too that can help. Right. Yeah. Together. So who who helps you out as of right now? Like with the organization? Uh, right now, it's basically just my family. Okay. Um, that and makes sense. It's just kind of a family thing. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, we do have a few board members that help mm-hmm. out when they can, um, and that's about it. Oh, that's awesome! Yeah, that's awesome. So I know you've done um, things like shaving, shaving your head to help raise awareness and raise funds. Um, what other kind of events or fundraisers do you do throughout the year to help support the nonprofit and your care packages and stuff like that? All right. So two of our biggest events are a pajama drive and a toy drive. The Pajama Drive uh, is our next upcoming one. We collect pajamas throughout the month of May, and mm-hmm. we deliver them on Aiden's birthday, which is June 16th, okay. um, or as close to it as Oh, we I love that you're doing it that, yeah. yeah. And amazing. then our Toy Drive, we collect toys throughout the month of November mm-hmm. and deliver them on what was uh, the day Aiden passed, which was December 12th. Oh, wow. Okay. So those are two, those are two very emotional days, I'm sure. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Um, but the joy that you're bringing to those little kids, you know, just in the hospital, do you deliver, hand deliver them or do you just drop them off for the nurse? Because I was assuming you can't go eat in each and every room. Um, we deliver them to the child life staff at the mm-hmm. hospital. We could theoretically deliver them. Yeah. It is very hard to physically go into the hospital for me. Oh, I bet. Okay. Um, Mm -hmm. I have been back with Spencer actually, Mm -hmm. and it just, it's very, it's it's a little hard. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. Just, yeah. Like, yeah. Literally like PTSD because, you know, if you see a child that's, you know, um, in the, you know, farther along stages, it probably just yeah. brings the memories back. So yeah. I can understand that. Um, yeah. One of the first years that we delivered the toys, though, there was a kid in the lobby with cancer and he was the same age Aiden would have been at that time. Mm. And his name was actually Aiden. Oh, Lord. And so we picked out a bag of toys for him. And yeah. I had it all nice and organized and everything yeah. so I was able to find one right away for him and oh I my goodness yeah delivered that one too I know it's I've told you I want to connect you with Elena because her son's name is Aiden as well mm-hmm. so it's like yeah you guys need to get and she, together and you yeah. know again we, those of us that haven't been through it can't imagine but Mm-mm. you know she had the same kind of thing that you don't it's something that you just that you know your limitations I think that's great you're helping in every way that you yeah. can without putting yourself in a situation where you have to endure that side of it, yeah, you know? Yeah, yeah definitely. Um, so when you're collecting for the PJ drive, I 
can't really say pajamas. Did I do it actually? You did. Yes. Okay. <laughs> um, when you collect for that and the toy drive, are you trying to keep the um, the PJs and the toys for still around the same age that Aiden was? No, we do it for okay. all ages. Okay. Uh, okay. Newborn to eighteen. Okay. Um, and that way we can do the entire hospital. The kids for the entire hospital. Oh, perfect. Oh, Do perfect. you find that you need help gathering stuff for that? I mean, is it, uh, are you running into shortages? Because my first thought was we can help drive traffic to this for sure. Yeah, we can actually in May help it's collect some PJs. It's harder to get things for the older kids. Okay. We, oh, okay. It's definitely easier. People love shopping for little kids. Oh, yeah. For the babies and yeah. stuff. Yeah. These are so, so cute. So it's definitely harder to get the things for the older kids. Okay. We found that we did the impacts drive for the backpacks for kids and the same thing. It's yeah. like we specifically went for teens because nobody does. So yeah. 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 They, all go, they all want to buy the cutesy little stuff. So yeah. that is very good to know for May when we um, uh, will we'll start just kind of promoting through May so that we can hopefully get that you some extra amazing. PJs. We absolutely yeah. will. Yeah. And we'll collect some stuff ourselves. Yeah. That'd, so that'd be, be amazing. Great. Of course. Of course. We do have this nonprofit that is in New York. Okay. It's called Kindness for Christopher. And they have been so helpful with our pajama drive. They are very great at collecting pajamas and sending them to us. So I love that. So I think we have found this before that small nonprofits work together to help support each other. So that's pretty amazing. So they probably have a similar story and they are also helping to collect for you and send PJs your way. So I love that. Oh, that is awesome. Um, So... Nope, I already asked that question. Do you donate at certain times of the year? Nope, let me rephrase that. So I know that you do the PJ drive and the the toy drive. Do you offer um, care packages throughout the year or do you kind of try to keep it to those two times a year? We offer the care packages throughout the year. Um, We know that it's anybody's guess when somebody will be diagnosed yeah uh, you just never know I mean Aiden was diagnosed just a few days before his first birthday mm. he actually started his first chemo treatment on his first birthday oh goodness so you never know when somebody will be diagnosed yeah, yeah. and you're probably like do we really have to do it on this day but yeah. you wanted yeah. to start yeah, it yeah. you know exactly yeah and the doctors were really great about it they actually uh threw him a little party and one of the doctors oh. sang to him so. oh my gosh yeah. okay that you know that's it helps as yeah. much as it can yeah. yeah yeah because the i would just imagine unfortunately doctors like that have to i don't want to say harden their heart you know what i mean but they have to they can't let every single you know they're giving a lot of bad news you know what I mean so they have to be very scientific I would say that's how I want to say it you know what I mean and kind of but it's good to see that we do have that in the hospitals where they're trying to you know kind of help those kids have as much normalcy as possible yeah I mean I get I can only imagine what that job's like too, but they've yeah. gotten into that business for a reason. So they're probably they're very capable it. of yeah. keeping the treatment, but also remembering you're dealing with a human being that, you know, has feelings, feelings. and emotions exactly. and you got to address yeah. all that at the same yeah, time. Yeah, so you but, can't be too, too closed off, I guess. Yeah, and yeah. I would have been torn too. I could see on one hand, let's, can we wait one more day? But at yeah. the same time, you're like, can we do yeah. it like can right start, now? Like, right could now? we have yeah. started... Like a year ago, <laughs> you know, basically. Well, and it had already been almost two weeks since he was diagnosed. 
So, because you have to wait for all the testing to come back and figure out exactly what type of cancer it is and all that. That is the hardest part because my mom was diagnosed with breast cancer, stage three breast cancer. And I remember just the waiting for like to go get the mastectomy or go get the, you know, the first round of chemo. You're just like, well, is this happening tomorrow? Like, I don't understand. Time is like an urgent thing. Yeah. Then time is really like, you're like, no, I need it to happen now. But that is not how it happens. Right. You're just saying they're waiting. Yeah. Come on. Come on. I want answers. Let's start. Let's move along. Let's get this going. Um, so how if if somebody wants to donate to the PJ drive cuz that's the one coming up so everybody that's coming up in May we want to get lots of PJs and as Erica said older kids don't tend to get as much donations so you know maybe sprinkle in some of that mm-hmm. you know like let's get a little bit of everything yeah, right absolutely um, so that them older kids can get the PJs too but how are they going to get those PJs to you if they want to donate some okay so if you donate the clothing directly we have the information on our website and on facebook um, mm-hmm. throughout the month of may okay. uh, as to where you can send them also we do have an amazon wish list and you can mail them directly to us through that that seems like the easiest way it does <laughs> um or if you want to send cash and have us do the shopping mm-hmm. you can do that through paypal or venmo so regarding the PJs, um, how do people find the Amazon wish list? Is it on your website? It is. Okay. So we'll put a link in the show notes to your website, directly to the wish list. Yeah. And Make it easy for people. Yeah. So <laughs> those of you that are listening, if you want to donate, which you know you do. You know you do. Go to uh, the bottom of the notes here. If you're on the YouTube video or if you're on your favorite podcast player, just scroll down and click on the wish list or on their website to get more information. Um, one last thing. Aside from that, I'm assuming... Any families that want to contact you with any needs they may have or if they're starting to uh, experience a similar situation, is it the same thing? Do they go to your website to get a hold of you guys? Yes. There's actually a spot right on the website where they can reach out and contact us. Okay. Excellent. That's awesome. And I and you have like a Facebook um group is is that a good place for people who maybe have a child that's diagnosed to kind of reach out for support have if they have questions i mean you've been through this with aiden at a very young age and like you said most kids are diagnosed at a very young age with neuroblastoma so is this a good place for them to kind of go on reach out get some information or you know just some support basically so we have two things. We have the Facebook page, um, and then we have a Facebook group. Okay. Uh, the Facebook group is private. Um, All right. So you, in order to be accepted into it, they do have to have like all their information about their kid being completely like diagnosed and Perfect. where their hospital is. That way we know that it's strictly safe for them. Yeah, um, to be there and nobody it's not judgmental at all it's just for people yeah. who are di- whose kids have and been it's a diagnosed. little more private yes. for, for those that are going through that of course yes. and you don't want your kids name and hospital and information yeah. out there in the public yeah. of course yeah. um, but in order to be accepted into that they do have to reach out through the Facebook page okay. and the and email we and get approved kind of go for through it. like a screening process in order to be accepted into that first. oh okay well that's, that's great to know I think yeah. that's important for people to know that this is a safe place. Um, if you join the group, um, it's a safe place to talk and, you know, 
let out whatever you need to let out, talk about whatever you need to um, talk about and get support from other parents who have gone through something similar. Exactly. Yeah. But yeah. yeah, definitely go to the page first. Then we can direct All right. them from there. Perfect. And we haven't said the name too many times during the conversation here, but it's yep. Aiden's Army for yes. those of you that are listening, watching. Yes. Um, and again, we'll put the show notes uh, at the bottom and the links and stuff. But Erica, thank you so much for sitting and talking to us about this. Thank, and thank you for you, having me. Of course. Yeah. And thank you for what you're doing. You know, it's yeah. uh, it's hugely important to have people like you to keep driving the cause for things like this. And um, even though I've not experienced anything personally like this, we appreciate you know what you're doing for other people well thank you thank you and thank you for joining us on sunday all right guys well we're going to take a quick break and we will be right back And welcome back to the It's All Fine and Dangy podcast. Thank you so much for tuning in and listening to that special interview that we had with Erica Schneider. I know sometimes topics like that are tough to discuss. Yes, indeed. But I think it's very important to raise awareness, like what is their mission with Aiden's Army. Totally agree. So if you are interested in donating and helping to support their cause, please make sure to check out um, any of the information that we post on the website. Yep. And also remember that that PJ drive is coming up in May. So we will be mentioning that again and hopefully collecting a bunch of PJs for Erica and Aiden's Army to donate to local charities. Yeah, we're going to do that ourselves also. We're going to go out. We're going to maybe we'll film a little clip the same way we did for Impacts. That'll be fun to go do. We're going to shoot for the older kids like we did with Impacts because that's one of those things that, as you heard from Erica. Everybody likes to buy the cutesy stuff. Yeah. And of course, they could still use that too if that's what you want to do. Of course. You know, we're going to shoot for the older kids. And uh, I totally agree with you, Angie. You know, those kind of conversations are really hard. And, you know, there was a couple of times during that interview, it got a little rough for me to talk about with her. But it's hard for you with kids when it comes to stuff like that. And and me too. It's, you know, especially knowing Erica and working with her and kind of knowing her story already. Yeah. um, It's. It just, I can't even imagine no. what it would be like to go through something like that. Me neither. But you know what? When I was younger, I had a tendency to avoid getting involved in sort of these kind of causes because mm. of the difficulty of approaching the subject. And I think it's really important. It's just like when someone's sick or maybe even terminally sick, you know, these are the times when people need us the most. So the value of getting involved and going through that weird, uncomfortable stuff yeah. or going through some of that pain the, the value is is huge because we are potentially helping more and more kids that way. And I just love what she's doing for those kids. And I love that she's taken her horribly traumatic experience and turned it into something that's helping more kids. I mean, there are so many of us that may go through something like that and, you know, do our best and then just move on with our lives. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, we have had another guest, Elena Rawls, yes. who, you know, introduced us to what neuroblastoma was. Yeah, we another had, Aiden. Yeah, we had no. Yeah. And isn't that funny? Another yeah. Aiden. I have to connect those two. Um, but it it just I feel like for those parents, they don't they don't want it 
to be uncomfortable, even though it is an uncomfortable yeah. conversation because they want more awareness. Sure. And you so know the people... more people you can talk to yeah. about it, the more people are knowledgeable about it and can be on the lookout or help another family or whatever it may be. Yeah. And there's so many people that don't donate or don't get involved because they just don't want to deal with the uncomfortability of the topic. Yeah. But that's and the it, most important thing it really to donate is. to, I it, believe. It really yeah. is. So those of you that are listening that, that want to participate, we can't thank you enough. And you know, Erica and Aiden's Army can't thank you enough either. Mm-hmm. We'll put all the links in the show notes for how you can get a hold of them, how you can join in, how you can find that Amazon wish list, which is kind of yes. cool because you can shop yourself if you want to do, which most of us prefer to do. That's the fun. Yeah. And you know, it was that was a very yeah, important I love interview. that Amazon makes that available to nonprofits though. Yes, I me too. I think that is like really stepping up your game as a very large corporation yeah. to be able to bring that kind of support to local small nonprofits or charities or grassroots events. Yeah, totally agree. Totally agree. Grassroots charities. What am I trying to say? Yeah, it's totally, I know events. what you mean. You know what I'm and because saying. Because they do events, though. They do events yeah, to raise money. Yeah, of course. Anyway, guys, that pretty much wraps the show. We want to remind you to subscribe if you enjoy the show. Uh, you can do that in your favorite podcast player. We're also really trying to drive up our YouTube video subscriptions this year. So we have started building an entirely new studio as we talked about. We're getting we the lighting the right. The studio lounge. The studio lounge, as Angie calls it. But we're going to be working on doing new videos every week coming up of things to do while you're in Florida. We'll have videos about all of the local businesses and restaurants and kayaking and biking and zip lining and all the cool stuff to do while you're in Florida, whether you live here or not. Yeah. And we really, really need your help to kind of drive up the subscriptions and the views on that. We don't yet have enough subscribers to have a uh, sort of unique. Yeah, yeah, exactly. (laughs) Official unique uh, link. But in the meantime, you can go to bit.ly forward slash YouTube dash fine and dangy. That's D-A-N-J-E-E. You can also call us if you'd like to be a guest on the show or if you have a recommendation for a guest on the show or just a recommendation in general. That's 407-490-3899. And also, guys, we really would appreciate a rating from you on our podcast. If you have time, write a lovely review if you enjoy the show. And also, don't forget to click that subscribe button so that, did I say subscribe? You said subscribe. You said it just right. Did I? You did. I thought I said subscribe. You said, well, I heard subscribe. Okay. So because everybody knows if they're listening to the show for a while, I always say some word that is not right. <laughs> well, subscriptions are important for that YouTube channel too. Yes. So we will have like a little click button that you can, you know, make sure to subscribe to the YouTube channel. And ring that and click that bell on the YouTube channel. If you'd like right. to be notified when we get a new video posted, you click that bell right next to the subscribe button. Yeah. And you can find us on all of our social media at fineanddanchy.com and email us at fineanddanchy. Nope. Email us. <laughs> I'm leaving that in there. (laughs) Oh, Dan's not editing that one. Feedback at fineanddangy.com. That is the official email address of Fine and Dangy. That's the one. That's it. We also want to remind you, as we do at the end of every show, what are you doing in your community to help more people or to help people in your community? Are you Mm -hmm. taking some time to help out with local charities? Are you taking time to donate money to people that really need it? If you're not into that, if you don't have the money to do that, maybe just smile at someone, maybe hold the door, maybe pay for someone's food at the drive-thru that's behind you. Oh, I did that the other day. So I went through Starbucks and I had a gift card from... Leftover from Christmas, right. and I was going to get a coffee on the way home. Sure. So I got a coffee, and there was like 
I mean, it wasn't much. It might have been a dollar left on the sure. card. But I said, can you please, you know, use that for the next person in line? Exactly. I, I love doing that. And you know what else I love is getting away before they even get a chance to I say know, anything. Because it feels good. You're like, ha, 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 I did something good. Now I'm going to get away. Exactly. I love <laughs> it. I love it. So, you know, just try to do something cool like that because you will be surprised if you haven't done it before, just how good it makes you feel yeah. and how you're helping more people in the community. And we want to remind you, as we do at the end of every episode... At the end of each and every day, it's it's all fine and dandy. That's a wrap. Um, what kind of fun rate? There we go. There's the one. Mark the time. (laughs) I told you. (laughs) Mark the time. Got it. guys and we're back and I can't hear myself am I making noise I can't hear myself I need to hear myself can I hear myself I can't hear myself (laughs) technology